It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. So now we do some news and notes. We got coaching hirings. We got staffing. We got some player news. Uh, Let's start it out. News broke late in the week. Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. He goes to the Chargers or Boomer just straight up. Is this going to work? Yeah, it's going to work. And um, and this is no shock to any of us. We all know that. We've been talking about this now for three, four, five He's weeks. He's been dying to like. get back to the league. Yeah, and I think given what's going on at Michigan and the in- investigations in the NCAA and him wanting this immunity clause in a contract, which <laughs> I guess Michigan said that they were willing to give to him. Yeah, because they're shameless and morally bankrupt. Either that or they knew that he was going to the Chargers, so they had to come out and say we were willing to do this. Immunity clause by Don Finucci. Right, Don Finucci <laughs> and Hunter Biden. Have you anyway, ever heard of anyone in coaching asking for immunity? Uh, I, I've heard it all it's over the last five years. We've all heard it. But I will say that I think it's good. I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for the Chargers. I think it's great for Justin Herbert. Yes. I really do. And Greg Roman, if he's the OC. And I know as we sit here, it hasn't been named. That's the conversation. Just remember, Greg Roman was good with Colin Kaepernick, and he was good with Lamar Jackson. This right. is a different kind of quarterback than those two guys. But I, I think... Look, if it's Roman on the OC and if he brings Jesse Minter from Michigan, you're getting really good coordinators. Yeah, Minter, so. the Ravens background, the whole bit. Here's the interesting part. People don't realize it. While it's a talented roster, it's an older roster. They got some turnover they got to take place. But you here. know what? Because of his ability to build the team in Michigan and because of his ability to know how to look for young players, I think that helps in the big picture yeah. for the Chargers and their new GM. And I think that is working together, collaboration, and and a, and a guy that's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And by the way, we will have a Harbaugh versus Harbaugh during the regular season this year. Ah, yes. As the Ravens and Chargers do match up. Uh, Raheem Morris to Atlanta. They pass on Belichick. Take me through it. What happened here? So Belichick's a hard guy to hire. He's going to go in there. He's going to have a sit down with the owner, which he did. And then he's going to go in for a second meeting. And he's going to say, look, I need to own the building. I got to have. The, my people in the building, I cannot have leaks coming out of this building. And I think this was pointed directly at CEO Rich McKay. Rich McKay is a guy that is very tuned into the NFL. He's on the competition committee. He knows all the writers out there, knows all the, you know, the connections and everything else that Bill probably hates. So I think it's a very hard hire to hire somebody who comes in and says, this is what I want, this is what I need, and this is how much money you got to spend, and these are the people you got to get rid of. I think Arthur Blank probably said, I'm not getting rid of a lot of these people. I like these people. Yeah, These people have given me a decent team. I know I haven't won a uh, championship. But if I get the right guy in there with the right personality, he'll fit the, he'll fit the bill. They know Raheem. Raheem was there. He was there for, what, five years? 15 yeah, and, to 20, and, and, I think? Right. And he's very comfortable in that division because he was with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for Raheem. I think it's a great job for him. And I also think it's a second time around for him now. So he will be a much better head coach this time around than he was the first time. So Belichick, obviously, he's going to sit out this cycle. Do you think a year from now he's a coach? I do. You know why? Because there'll be five or six job openings next year, too. We might be sitting here looking at two in New York. You never know. I quit. I know. You when never do know. I get happiness, boom? <laughs> I don't know. Had enough. Uh, Brian Callahan to the Titans. Uh, all I'll tell you, I hope Amy's happy. I hope I, I hope, was surprised again. I, I, I hope go their back. feelings were worth it. You I, downgraded from Vrabel to this. I go. I go. Uh, I thought they were going to go Bobby Slowick from Houston. 
I don't know why that didn't happen, but I knew that Brian Callahan up in New England uh, with these with the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow loved them. Zach Taylor loves them. Uh, obviously, his dad is a longtime head coach, so he has it in his blood. And when you hire somebody like this, that is a you know coordinator or an offensive line coach or whatever you want to call them, uh, you know they come into a building not nearly as demanding as somebody like Bill Belichick coming right. in or Parcells coming in or Pete Carroll coming in. You know, all those guys want certain things to have happen. When you hire a guy that is a coordinator, he comes in, he's happy he's got the job, yeah. and he gets along with everybody. I was just uh, It's just so crazy to think. If you told me six weeks ago, Mike Vrabel would be out and Brian Callahan is the new coach of the Titans, I go... What am I, on Planet Nebular? <laughs> How? Like, well, Mike Vrabel is the culture there. You never know what goes on inside these buildings. Yeah. That's the one thing that, like, we can try to predict. We can try to preview. We can try to – you just never know how the owner is reacting to, you know, the last conversation or the interactions between the players and the coaches and are the coaches all – you know, where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, or are they taking advantage of the job? Right. You never know about that, and maybe that's what was going on in Tennessee. Well, here's what we we do know what goes on in Carolina's building. David Tepper's a maniac. Dave Canales is your next-to-be-fired head coach in Carolina. I hope he rents and doesn't buy, because David Tepper has shown no ability to control himself. He fires people essentially every 18 months. And, and again, Canales, we talked about this. If you had a lot of other job prospects, you're not taking the Carolina job. Canales, a first-time coordinator, yes. one year, now you're getting the job. Why? I don't think anybody with a real resume, no disrespect, would take this job. I kind of agree with you. We thought it was going to be an offensive coordinator because of uh, Bryce Young, so they went out and got a young offensive coordinator. I don't, not, I don't know whether or not he has a relationship with Dan Morgan, who just got named GM. Dan Morgan's been in that building for like 12 years. You know, he might have been part of the big problem here. And now he finally has the big job, and maybe things will finally settle down in that building, and maybe there won't be so much shiv shiving going on. Whoa, I thought we were going a different direction there. But, <laughs> I, but I think that he wants, to, he, wants, he wants a coach that he can control and, and a coach that's offensive-minded just to get the, try to get the most out of Bryce Young. But I just... That building's a mess. Uh, it's it's and has been. So maybe maybe now that the guy who really wanted the job the last time it was open, yeah, now he's got it. So maybe things will calm down now. Commanders, Ben Johnson, home run. We yeah. both believe. We've believed for yeah. weeks. They've got the wideouts. They're going to draft the QB of the future. I think Ben Johnson just watching his work in Detroit. It's I, I love him. I think he's brilliant. I think that's a great move for the Commanders and Josh. What Harris. I can't wait to see is what Adam Peters decides. The new GM. What he decides when it comes to a quarterback, because they're going to have the second overall pick. So Caleb Williams is off the board, I still and it's going it's to come Drake down May. to Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I still think it's Drake May. I we'll like, see. I like Jaden Daniels, but you're talking with Drake May, 6'4", 225, prototypical, wheels to move. I, I, I just did not have a sporting cast at UNC this last year. But, no, you're right. You get to hand-select your guy. Yep. There's already some infrastructure. I'm telling you, Ben Johnson's awesome. All right. And so here's the thing about Jaden Daniels. Like, he is striking. Like, when you see him personally, I think he's a little bit too thin. He's got to put on some weight. But he is big. He is fast. Yeah. And he is elusive as well, hell. I got to see him live this year. I went down to Baton Rouge for a game. And what you say is true. Striking. 
how thin he is. Yes. But he glides. It just it all looks easy for him. And that's it's one of those things where you watch it live and you're like, wow, this dude's on a different he, He's an explosive player that has to put on about 15 pounds. It, minimum. Yes. Seattle, who? Totally silent job. Still feel like Dan Quinn is probably the leader in the clubhouse, and if it's not him, it's going to be one of these coordinators on one of these four teams that's McDonald? playing today. It could be McDonald. It really could be McDonald. I mean, uh, oof, could be Todd Munkin. Look what oh, he did. No. Look what he did with Lamar Jackson in this offense. <sighs> okay, I, I, that that. I don't one. think it will be Steve Spagnuolo. I don't think no, he's no. going anywhere. No, no. I don't think Matt Nagy's going anywhere. No, I don't think Aaron Glenn. Uh yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Aaron Glenn either. Ben Johnson to the Commanders. I, I don't see Steve Wilkes going to Seattle. Please, no. We've already experienced that once. I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan and those guys are hoping that's the case, though. Um, let's go to the final word. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. All right, Scones, we did the Boomies about a month ago. Now, week 14. Yeah, week 14, so about six weeks ago. Good Lord. So now we got to either stay with what we had or change them. You've got the awards. Let's run down the list. All right, MVP award started out. You had five guys, Tua, Brock, Dak, Tyreek Hill, C.J. Stroud, Christian McCaffrey. Boomer's pick at the time was Brock Purdy. Mike's pick at the time was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's Lamar. We were both wrong. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, listen, we still have five weeks to go. So, And Lamar won the two biggest games of the year against two guys that you know he was right there up against, and the biggest one being the one out in San Francisco. Now, I will say, if they gave this award away the way it should be, which is value, C.J. Stroud would be your MVP. He took a team with a rookie head coach who was drafted number one and number two overall last year, essentially, and he got him to the playoffs, chips down road game, got in, and won a playoff game. Very, very good chance that the Houston Texans will do what the Jets did last year, have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Yes. Next. Couch Potato Award, which was for the single player with the least lack of effort on a single play. Deontay. It was Deontay Johnson <laughs> unanimously for both you guys. And, that, and we won that, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. That award has already been sent yes. in the mail. Right. Yes. Next. Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Boomer's pick was C.J. Stroud. Honorable mention by Mike was Sam Laporta. I stand by it. I mean, look, yeah, CJ is absolutely the guy, but what Laporta did is the most impressive rookie tight end season in the history of the league. You got to go back to Mike Ditka to find the guy who showed up and did what this guy did. Yeah, there's no question about that, and he made the all-rookie team, but the point the point being is that the quarterback's the quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. It's, the, it's a much harder position to play, and, and there's so many more things going on that affect you, so... C.J. Stroud clearing away. I was just amazed. It The league never caught up to him. All the adjustments, all the tape, and Stroud just had a counter to it. You know, it's it. amazing. He did not get disrespected by getting drafted number two overall, but I will say he did get disrespected when they were talking about the cognitive ability test that he didn't do well on. Uh -oh. I'll tell you one thing. He can play, man. Yeah, the cognitive abilities look fine to me on yes, a play-to-play -play basis. Yes, all right, next, Adam Gase Award for the most bizarre press conference. Boomer's pick was Brandon Staley. Honorable mention by Valenti was Mike McDaniel for being in Germany and getting silence when he said, you thought I'd be bigger. <laughs> yeah, so Mike McDaniel has done this all year long. He tries to open up his press conference with a little joke, and it never works. It always bombs. 
So I kind of got used to that. I, but yeah. Brandon Staley, I mean, come on. I'm calling the defense. <laughs> Stop asking me about it. Go away. I mean, Nick Sirianni's had some kind of bizarre press conferences. The, the moment of the year is Sirianni mocking Chiefs fans leaving the field and then proceeding to go like two and eight. All right. So what do we do here? I think we stay with Staley. All right. There you go. Staley wins it. Defensive rookie of the year. Boomer's pick, Jalen Carter. Mike's pick was Devin Witherspoon. I think we're both wrong. I think it's going to go to Will Anderson. I'm good with it. I, th- I, I think Jalen Carter may get it, though. He but may Carter get the tapered off hard. He did. That whole defense tapered off hard. Witherspoon was awesome. And Will Anderson got better as yes, the season went but on. I, I think, much like he said, Scones, with the quarterback being the quarterback, the edge rusher's always going to get the awards, and rightfully so, because it has become the most important position on right. the field defensively. I, I think you and I think it's Will Anderson. I bet you Jalen Carter gets the actual award. Fair. All right, next, we'll go to Comeback Player of the Year. I threw this one in. We did not do this during the boomies. Baker Mayfield or DeMar Hamlin, just because he almost died on the field? Mayfield. Yeah, well, Mayfield should get it. Or Lamar Jackson, who was hurt, by the way, and came back and had an MVP season. I'm going Mayfield. I'm going to stick with DeMar Hamlin, just, just because of the significance of everything that happened last year and the fact that he was back in the playoffs again this year. And I know he ran a fake punt that didn't yeah. work, but he also made a couple tackles. Uh, on on special teams, so I, I'm still going to stay with Tamar Hamill. All right, we're one game away from the big game. The Super Bowl will be here to cover all of it in complete fashion. So oh, just yes. kick back, relax, watch the games. <laughs> we'll be back with you next week. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.